Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from the WHIO studios. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Raise one right now. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned, student-staffed, destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback at AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now here's your host, John Bedell and John Tisdell. Woo! Man, the Flyers went to Olean, New York. It's not the edge of the earth, Olean. But you can sure as heck see it from there. And the Flyers went there and Tiz, they just laid the wood to the St. Bonaventure Bonnies, mm-hmm. 90-74. Archie Miller and his Flyers winners for the 11th time this season. And now 2-0 to start the 8-10 conference play. I'm John Bedell. He's John Tisdale. This is Flyer Feedback, the number one rated college basketball postgame call-in show of all time. Trust us, we checked it once. Yes. And uh, Tiz, I said this in the Bud Light postgame show. I'll admit it, and I tweeted this. I, I really thought without Charles Cook going to St. Bonaventure, not an easy place to play, and with the third highest scoring tandem in the country with Mobley and uh, Adams, Tiz, I really thought without Charles Cook, yeah. this Flyers team might very well go to the edge of the world and take a dump trucking tonight. And they didn't. Tiz, they turned the tables and they just really handled the bodies. I did not have a good feeling when I entered the building tonight. And it wasn't that I didn't think Dayton could go into Ole in New York. And Dayton, by the way, has gone into the Riley Center in Ole in New York. And this is, I think, the fourth straight year that Dayton has won there. I think this is all four years. This is the senior class of Scooch, Kendall, and Kyle. They've gone into only in New York in the Riley Center, and they've won all four years, going back to the beginning of that run, of that of that big run in 2013, 2014, right in February 2014, when it all started. Back to tonight. Uh, Charles Cook, it was announced he was not going to play tonight, and I didn't. I think a lot of Flyer fans were not sure. This was a pick'em game, and it started out close as expected. It was a tight first half. The guy that really picked up the slat tonight, Larry and Bucky alluded it several times during the broadcast, was Kyle Davis. The, the key stretch in this ball game tonight, John. I really felt St. Bonaventure led 23-16, 11-2 run, and then Kyle Davis hits. Three, two straight trays to cut the deficit to 26-24. Then Ryan Mikesell and Sam Miller and Scoochie Smith, they hit back-to-back trays. They, Dayton goes up 33-29. And then end of the, near the end of the half, Kyle Davis, the steal in the layup, Dayton leads 35-29. Kyle Davis picked it up as the senior that we've seen Kyle do so many times in these in these situations, and he was just magnificent tonight. Uh, not just Kyle, Kendall Pollard, Scoochie Smith, big second half. And this was a night where Dayton just could not miss from beyond the arc. If Kendall Pollard is hitting three three-pointers, and if David Jablonski has this right, three of three from beyond the arc, that means that means Dayton's going to be in good in good position and have and have a very good night. Uh, this was again a very impressive performance by the Dayton Flyers this evening in uh, in Ole in New York. They always pack their defense, and you want to talk about putting the D in Dayton. The last couple games, the Flyers have now. So we check the stats, have now held the conference's two highest octane offenses, one and two, to 29 and 11 points below their season averages. On Friday night against LaSalle, 
They came in averaging 84 points a game. Tis, that was good for the second highest scoring offense in the conference overall. Right. And they scored what, in the 60s? Uh, they beat LaSalle. It's 55. 55 points. Yeah, 66 right. 55, they beat LaSalle. You hold LaSalle mm-hmm. to almost 30 points under their season average, and you come into the night thinking, oh boy, I don't know, against the St. Bonaventure Bonnies, averaging 85 a game, Tiz, with the highest, the highest scoring offense in the conference. Tiz, they hold them to 74. Still a decent night offensively, but still that's 11 below their season average. Yeah. This team defensively, Tiz. Uh, I mean, tonight they scored 90 without Charles Cook on the road, so maybe their offensive woes aren't as great as we thought they are. Maybe they just had a good night. Who knows? They've kind of been driving the struggle boss offensively the last several games. Archie's yeah. talked about it, saying, I don't mm-hmm. know what's going on, but we yeah. got to fix it. Mm-hmm. Well, they fixed it tonight. Uh, Tiz, if you're going to pack a defensive effort like this team brings 90 to night out, and you're going to be dropping 90 like that, I mean, it's early. It's only January 3rd. I know, but yeah. this is a good win, Tiz, to go on the road. Oh, absolutely. And to beat St. Bonaventure. They came into the night. Uh, 88th in RPI, Ken Palm 77. So, mm-hmm. you know, not world beaters, but they're no. probably, I would say, top. Tiz, I'd say they finished top four, top five in the 810 this year. About expected. That was about expected. It's a good Bonnie's team you went. This to is a good. Listen, St. Bonaventure's put 100 points on the board. They've hit the century mark twice already this year. They put 92 points on the board against uh, Army. So this is a team that can flat out put points on the board. They lost a heartbreaker at the buzzer to UNC Wilmington uh, in, uh, at home. So we know that St. Bonaventure can score. Look, Jalen Adams scores at, came in tonight averaging 23.5 points a game. You had Matt Mobley averaging 20 points a game. You had Denzel Gregg averaging came, coming in tonight 12 points a game. But to me... One of the other reasons why Dayton just con- continues to find ways, not, not just the backcourt of Scooch, of uh, of Kyle, but let's give some props to the sophomores. The sophomore what? class that we that that needed to pick up their game, especially after the injury to Josh Cunningham. How about Zarius Williams? 11 points in the second half. You have Ryan Mikesell, solid ball game tonight. Probably his best game of the year 16 points just a solid all-around game this evening uh 16 points uh if i'm looking at it right three rebounds Arius williams off the bench 14 points how about this eight rebounds so just to me the sophomore class john crosby getting some minutes uh sam miller playing 12 minutes just the sophomores picking it up and it makes this team so much better and they needed every one of those points tonight john because without the services of Charles Cook tonight, and who knows what his status is for Friday. I'll tell you what, Zerius Williams and Ryan Mikesell played their butts off tonight. They were terrific they tonight. did it hugely, Tiz, because now, uh, I mean, you can, if you can survive a game like that without your top score and a guy who should be in the running for, uh, you're talking conference player of the year here, yeah, Charles Cook. Tiz, that's, that's a good win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you've got a huge huge Friday night game against the Rhode Island Rams who come in here now Friday tis they beat the stuffing out of St. Joe's tonight Mm -hmm. 88-58 in Providence Uh, Rhodey's now 10-4 2-0 in A-10 play so you got a battle of uh, two 2-0 A-10 teams on uh, Friday night at the arena at 7 and tis you just uh, that's one of their actually this this week they play two of their pod teams right St. Bona and Rhodey are two teams two of the teams that you get home and homes with this year mm-hmm. and you will see return games with later in the season that one at UD Arena with the Bonnies 
uh, coming up here as we look ahead in the schedule uh, on February 18th. That's going to be a good one, Tiz. This mm-hmm. uh, this matchup, I think, is one that has kind of blossomed in, into one of the better rivalries in this conference between Dayton and Bonna. Uh, there's a lot in the A-10, but I yeah. think this recently. But really, Tiz, I think it's – I saw some people on Twitter reacting to the series. You might not think it's as heavily one-sided as it is. No, it's After really not. Tonight, it's really not. Dayton leads it 20, 22 games to 10 – all time. They split the season series last year. Each team, I think, kind of ironically won on the road. Yeah. Dayton won at the uh, Riley Center 85 79. Mm-hmm. St. Bonnet came into UD Arena and won 79 72. And Dayton's now won Tiz seven of the last eight meetings. Yeah. Between the Bonnies. It's, now, it's never easy. No, no. When you go to, uh, particularly when you go to Olean. Uh, Nate Green and I talked about this on Friday night at LaSalle. It's a difficult place to get to. Oh, absolutely. There's there. Travel is arduous getting there. It's a tough gym to play in because yep. the student section is right on top of you. We remember that picture from a couple years ago with that student section looking like it was mm-hmm. surrounding right on top Deshaun of Deshaun Pierre with uh, yep. Jablon, Dave Jablonski still. Mm-hmm. Great photo, photo. by, by, a, uh, by a It's Java. not an easy place to play. And no, tis, it's this, this Flyers team, really, you wouldn't think with as competitive as the series is in terms of uh, on no. the micro level, when you look at each game, they're typically yeah. competitive. But Dayton, the all-time series is not 22 games to 10 now in the all-time yeah. series. Yeah, when you showed me that stat, 22 to 10, I, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Dayton has won a lot of those games. But look, let me tell you, it's been very close, very competitive. Uh, Brooks Hall can tell you about a lot of those tight games, even at the arena when Bonaventure was good in the year 2000, when uh, uh, forgetting the guy who had proceeded, because St. Bonaventure had a lot of problems uh, from 2001 after Jan Van Bre- Redikoff took took over. Uh, it was the former Rhode Island coach uh, Jim Barron. That was the head coach at St. Bonaventure who played there. Tim oh, Wynn, Caswell, Cyrus. I know Jim Barron. He was the yeah, he was the head coach at St. Bonaventure during That's my right. days at the when I was a student at UD. And there were some tough ball games yeah. between those two teams. And, and as as we get as we're getting into the break, I want to hear from you about this game four five seven twelve ninety. What are your thoughts about this win tonight? And what are your thoughts as Dayton gets ready to take on the Rhode Island Rams coming up on Friday night? Speaking of Jimmy Barron. The former fighting Jimmy Barons. That's right. Dayton winner tonight, 90 to 74, 16 points better than the St. Bonaventure Bonnies. Dayton is 11 and 3. Overall, 2 0 in A10 play. John Bedell, John Tisdale here with you for Flyer Feedback. It continues on the other side after Joan Adi, a couple rooms down, tells you about some news going on right here on the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. On air, online. At WHIO.com. And in the WHIO app. The home of Fox News in the Miami Valley. Your news starts now. It's 1030. I'm Jonah Adi with an AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO news update. Our top story, Congress back at work again. I'm Chief Meteorologist Eric Elwell. The rain moving out, but the cold air is heading in. Look at my forecast coming up. From the AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO 24-hour team traffic center. Got crews on scene to a traffic call on Wilmington Avenue in Dayton. Checking out the freeways in the Miami Valley. Those are moving smoothly at this time. And our top story, Congress is back at work and Republicans are hard at work to repeal the Affordable Care Act. As one of our colleagues put it this morning, if we can't do better than Obamacare, 
we might as well look for another line of work. That's Texas Republican Senator John Cornyn. House Republicans, meanwhile, chose not to take power away from an independent ethics board that oversees the activities of lawmakers. A warrant on a charge of attempted murder has been issued for 55-year-old Curtis Long, who was suspected in the shooting of a Springfield man early today. Reports say 44-year-old Gerald Portis was found shot several times on Woodward Avenue, but he was conscious and able to give police a description of what happened. The suspect allegedly approached Portis and asked why they hadn't seen each other lately before firing a gun. Portis was taken to Miami Valley Hospital, but so far no word has come through on his condition. Dayton's 24-hour news is AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Continuing news now. Now to Chicago, where the violence in the Windy City continues, with 40 people reportedly shot over the holiday weekend. In 2016, more people were killed in Chicago than New York and L.A. combined. The highest figures in two decades. This is a Chicago problem! Father Michael Flager has led Chicago's African-American community in its fight back against crime. Fox's Matt Finn says Flager and his ally, Reverend Jesse Jackson, are calling for a White House conference on violence. Here's the exclusive Storm Center 7 forecast. Most of the rain moving out, but still can't rule out a few passing showers before midnight and perhaps a few snowflakes after midnight as temperatures drop through the 40s into the mid-20s by morning. A high of only 29 despite sunshine returning tomorrow afternoon. I'm Chief Meteorologist Eric Elwell on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the latest scan of the live Doppler 7 HD radar. Doesn't look like there's any precipitation a whole lot in the Miami Valley right now, but as Eric said, that doesn't rule out a stray shower or so before midnight. We currently have 43 degrees in Springfield and 45 degrees here in Dayton at 1032. And if news breaks, we break in immediately. I'm Jonah Adi on Dayton's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO, the home of Fox News. We report, you decide. Do the after-Christmas blues have you down? Don't worry. Code Credit Union can help you kick those blues. Code is offering a Visa credit card with no balance transfer fees and 2% cash back. You'll save more money with this card than all those cards offering 0% interest rates because they charge transfer fees and offer no cash back. Don't be blue. Save some green with a Code Visa. Low interest rate, no balance transfer fee, and 2% cash back. Apply online at CodeCU.org. Member NCUA based on credit qualifications and subject to change. Hey, WHIO listeners, Sergeant Mark here. Sergeant Mark Bauer in the WHIO Traffic Center. You know, I've been on the air here for 32 years, and this station's been around since the 1930s. I, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who solemnly swear, 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 swear. That's a long time, and we couldn't have made it this long without you, our listeners. So we want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on our radio station? They have the best talk personalities. Breaking news. Breaking news coming in this hour from Afghanistan. Traffic report. I'm seeing cars stuck all over the Miami Valley. Weather, school closings. WHIO is the news leader and has been for many years. It has the best local news. If it's important to Dayton, we're talking about it. I've always listened to them and I, and I always will. We give you the best breaking news, weather, and traffic. It's simply the best. This is Shepard Smith. You're listening to the Miami Valley's home for Fox News, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, welcome back into the party booth. John Bedell, John Tisdale here with you. 
Producer Brendan Fote is the man behind the glass. Yes. Flying the plane for us tonight. Mm-hmm. Here we are, Tiz, in a room talking to people we can't see. Mm-hmm. Well, think about that I'm, one for a second. Flyers yes. winner, 90-74, to 74, 16 points better than the St. Bonaventure Bonnies on the road. And Tiz, a win away from UD Arena. We know what that means. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I can. Heck of a win, Tiz. I, I really thought... Uh, and to transition into one of the ways you can get on with us tonight, you can get at us on the Twitter machine, mm-hmm. the tweeter, as the kids say these days. I'm um, at jbadelwhio. Adam on Twitter, when I had tweeted and tagged him that I admitted I was with my buddy Adam, that I thought this Flyers team might catch a dump trucking tonight. I said, impressive win. Happy to be wrong. Again. Adam says, right vehicle, wrong driver. Hashtag loud with a W. Yes. Mike in Miami Township. Says, count it. I expected that to be a way closer game. Seeing some chemistry and togetherness, and it was sort of an unexpected Flyers win. Dave on Twitter says, best effort this season. So you can get at us on Twitter, or you can call us up 457-1290. Talk about Dayton uh, winning by 16 points. Tiz, I thought this would get ugly uh, quickly with Adams and Mobley. And really, you throw in Denzel Gregg, too. You got three guys that that average double figures for the Bonnies, but really, let's make no bones about it. Adams and Mobley lead that attack. They average 23 and 20 a game, respectively, and they're the third highest scoring tandem in the country. And that's not an easy uh, place to go and play, Tiz, in uh, the Riley Center. And particularly without Charles Cook, if you would have told me uh, they would have dropped 90 without Charles Cook tonight on the road. To, I thought I would have told you you're crazy. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, Charles Cook is your is the leading scorer of this team. I mean, playing without Charles Cook at 18 points a game, 18.7 points a game. Dayton still gets 90 points against a St. Bonaventure team coached by Mark Schmidt. Look, Mark Schmidt's an underrated coach in the A-10. 155 wins in his 10th year. Uh, this and is they guy, should have made the tournament last year. They, they should have. They got jobbed absolutely. by the selection absolutely. committee back in March. They absolutely did. They should have at least been playing in the first floor at the arena uh, that, that you cover. So they absolutely should have been in at least the first floor, no worse than that. But having said that, look, I mean, the other thing that was just so impressive, you know, it's just funny what happens when the ball goes in. I mean, remember when Dayton was struggling last year, John? I mean, and just what was it that Larry said? It's like a second baseman, you know, well, in a, when you, you can't field, you know, when you can't hit, it becomes a mental thing. All of a sudden, yeah. when you can't make shots, defenses aren't slump-proof. Offenses are, you're going to hit a slump. Well, Dayton didn't hit a slump the second half. Dayton, 18 to 26 field goals. And I thought about this. Remember the nightmares we had with the Xavier teams that school down I-75 with those backcourts? Well, Dayton now is the benefit of solid backcourts. Scooch, Kyle, Charles Cook when he's healthy, and just all those years that Dayton was tormented or, and Xavier tormented A-10 schools. Well, Dayton's now doing that. So the roles have reversed, and Dayton's done. Dayton is doing that with Scooch, with Kyle. You add in Kendall Pollard. The experience of this Dayton Flyer team with what they've battled through from the Elite Eight run of uh, 2014, playing shorthanded uh, and getting two NCAA wins two years ago, and then last year uh, winning the A-10 a- championship final game of the year against VCU, this is a battle-tested Dayton Flyer team. And they're not going to go down quietly. And that's just something that you just you got to tip your hat off. And it's something that Archie Miller just does a great job year in, year out, getting the best out of this team and the development of these kids like Mike Sell and Zarius Williams. John Crosby settling down a little bit, hit a couple of big shots against yeah. LaSalle. Yeah. Uh, was kind of a little bit... <laughs> You know, he he plays he kind of plays in peaks and valleys, but for the most part, you know, he's he's someone that's getting a little bit better. Sam Miller has has had some good moments this year, and doing this without Josh Cunningham. So, 
Yeah. To your point about Crosby, Bucky made a good point. Yeah. Obviously, statement of the century there. Bucky made a good point on Friday night in that he thought, you know, Crosby was just forcing it a little too much. Tiz, mm-hmm. you, you, yeah. you look at him, he brings the ball down the court like a bat out of hell. Yeah. And just, I think, leaves his feet a lot of times before really making a decision, which, mm-hmm. yeah, he's young. Right. But Bucky said, I think he's just trying to do too much and he's mm-hmm. forcing the issue. I, 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 what I saw tonight was Crosby is still at times bring the ball up, but you know, just at warp speed, at ludicrous speed coming up the court. Yeah. But also, I saw him slowing down a little bit tonight, Tiz, and he st- I thought he was starting to let the game come to him a little bit more mm-hmm. tonight and starting to maybe have the game slowing down for him a little bit more. Yeah. And I think the one thing Archie does a good job, and this is a smart thing that he does tonight, He and, and he does this overall, playing Scooch and Crosby together. He's, and he had to do it tonight yeah, with yeah. no Charles Cook. Um, and, he, and he's done it more and more this year than he did last year. But he's doing that a way more th- this year than he did uh, a, a year ago. But, I mean... Dayton's going to need guys like Crosby. They're going to need the sophomores. The sophomores, Miller has had to step up in game, big games. You've seen Zarius hit some big shots. Yeah, he just he was phenomenal out west, and is and that and he's picked up from there. He's gotten better and better with the more playing time he's gotten. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number. Of Flyers fans to the phone lines. We go to the first time tonight. Mark and Xenia. Mark, welcome to Flyer Feedback. Brendan, you're going to have to get it. Can you pick him up over there on that side of the glass? Brendan, Mark, and Xenia, welcome to Flyer Feedback. There we go. What's on your mind, Mark? I thought this was the best shooting was uh, tonight against anybody they played this year, don't you think? Yeah, they shot pretty well, Mark. Yeah, they did. Hey, 90 um, points. That's not too bad without Charles Cook. When you talk to Dave Jablonski, could you ask him if they're looking at another big hit for next year to bring in? Because I know they got one more scholarship. I think she should bring in our big kid. See what your opinion is on that, you guys, okay? All right. Hey, Mark and Zina, thank you for the call. Yeah, they're always uh, working their recruiting trail. And, sure. uh, you know, it's like a, lot of, like a lot of talent coming, a lot of blue chip guys coming mm-hmm. in next year. Absolutely. But uh, that's next year. We will let Jablonski uh, maybe write about that later on down the road. And we're going to talk about this uh, win tonight, though. 90-74 uh, over the St. Bonaventure Bonnie's Tiz. I thought this was a big win because, let's be frank, this, this team – this Dayton team does not have a resume win yet. No. Not a bad resume. No. Just doesn't have a resume win yet. I missed a chance to get it against Northwestern. Um, some other chances they had this year, but that Northwestern mm-hmm. one jumps yeah. out at you. Um, because going into A-10 season, Tiz, now I think the key for this Flyers team is, and look, I know it's way early, but right now they've got a good thing going. 44 in the RPI, 39 coming mm-hmm. in tonight in the Ken Palm rankings. Yeah. They are 11 seed in Lenardi's latest bracket, mm-hmm. uh, which he released on the 29th, so just a few days ago. Yeah. They're an 11 seed. They're on the 11 seed line in Bracket Matrix, which, if you don't know, takes all the bracketology yeah. guys that do that on the interwebs and averages them together. So they're right there on the 11, getting close to that, you know, kind of first four territory, although I don't think that tournament can I don't be think that's put them there ever either. again in fact they changed the rules to really make sure that say it without again. saying it they're not right going there again yeah. but so they're on the 11 seed line yeah but I think the key now going forward to is is amassing number of wins because really there's not a whole lot of resume wins left to go and get outside of Friday and the return game against Rody playing VCU twice yeah and really Tis, that's about it. I mean, there's some decent teams. I mean, like Bonnie's, they're not world beaters, but they're top 100 they're RPI. Team. They're a decent team. Top 80 Ken Palm. That's a decent Bonnie team that you want to go and beat. But my point is, you can't go, let's say they go 14-4 and four 
or uh, you know they go thirteen and thirteen and five, five in the eight ten play like somewhere. You can't yeah. have those four losses be against Rhodey twice, VCU twice, no. and you know maybe dropping one to Bonnie. You know you gotta you gotta beat some of these top tier teams. You gotta take care of business. You can't just be feasting on the UMasses, the Fordhams, the the St. Joes, the that those sort of teams. You gotta get some of these top tier teams and it's a good start getting mm-hmm. the bodies on the road without Charles Cook. That's absolutely right. And this I know this is something you're probably going to discuss a little bit more Friday after the game against Rhode Island, but you look at the schedule after the URI game, you want to talk about UMass and we're, I'm looking ahead at the RPI. You, you got at UMass which Dayton has not won a regular season game in a in a dog's age, um, since in, in a long time, they we're not yeah. counting the A ten the A ten uh, game in twenty eleven. That was the first round where they did win that one, but they haven't won at UMass in a long time. Then you're at Duquesne. They host Richmond. They host St. Louis. Those are three landmine games. With all due respect to UMass being at eighty seven yeah. in the RPI, looking at according to ESPN dot com, and then they play at VCU on the twenty seventh. They play at Fordham on the thirty first. Um, uh, that again. Those are landmine games. Then they host Duquesne on the fourth. That that's a stretch for Dayton, John. When after Rhodey, you've got that is landmine territory where Dayton better be careful not to get the foot caught in the trap, and you do not yeah. want to have those bad losses. But look, very impressed with this game tonight. We've talked about it at will. Uh, just without Charles Cook, you would have told me Dayton's going to get ninety points. We would have said no way. That's not going to happen. They did. And they took care of business, and that was about as good of a win as I think Dayton's had. What do you think? Any? Would you say this is as good of a win that Dayton's had all year? Because I I can't think of any. I, I mean, mean, it's. I think yeah. it's up there. I mean, yeah, because they didn't beat Northwestern. Yeah, because uh, is Alabama a better win than that? It was a good mm. solid win, but is but Alabama Alabama is a mid SEC team at best. Their best win to this point is might have been Vandy right now, according to the well, either ESPN. Vandy or East Tennessee, even. I mean, because New Mexico, eh, you know, it's not a real yeah. They're they're on the border top of, of the world kind of year for no, New Mexico. No, uh, Mountain West. Yeah, is I mean, always, it's got to be up there. I think yeah. I think this is their best. And I mean, it was thirty five thirty one at the half, and then Dayton just could not miss in the second half. They had to with. And the thing when you're playing St. Bonaventure, you know they're going to keep playing the full 40 minutes, and they're going to find a way to get to the foul line, which is what they did tonight. But Dayton, they they didn't let up. I think what happened last year, remember last year in the game, Larry alluded to this during the broadcast. They had that big lead, and then what happens sometimes when you get a big lead? You let up. They let up, and St. Bonaventure nearly came back on that game. That one, yeah. Right, but that did not happen in this one. Dayton kept it up, kept it up. And what, one other thing I wanted to point to, Archie Miller made a great comment tonight uh, when he was talking to Larry. He said, we're going to make the backcourt, the frontcourt guys beat us. Um, if what, What's his name? Josh Anyai, is he? if he's going to go ahead and score on us, fine. But we're not going to let Adams go off, not going to let right. Mobley go off, we're not going to yeah. let Greg go off. If the other guys go off, that's fine. And... And he said that was that was the first thing I think that Larry asked him tonight, and that was the first thing he said right off the bat that, that was part of the game plan tonight. And they improved their three point percentage. Uh, I mean, the other night is probably the worst, one of the worst three point shooting yeah. efforts you've seen in a long time out of this team, and hopefully yeah. we'll see this year because they went three of twenty two for thirteen percent against the mm-hmm. Explorers Friday night. Yeah, as they turn around and just they. 
torch the Nets off the rims tonight. They shot 70, or I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, 61%, mm-hmm. 14 to 23 from the on the three. And Tiz, when you're making threes, former Fordham coach Tom Pecoro uh, mentioned this, or Pecora, excuse me, mentioned this on a broadcast. When you're making threes like that, Tiz, you get your confidence going, that's a real quick way to just bury a team like yeah. Bonaventure. Absolutely. Those kind of threes. Absolutely. No question about it. So uh, impressive win tonight uh, for the Flyers. As they, if you would have given me a blind score, Tiz, you could just give me 90-74 before tonight and say who's who, I'd have said Bonaventure easily. 90-74. Yeah. Coming I, into the night. Yeah. I mean, and, and the reason that we're – just what, what, why are we saying that? Because you know what? Not having Charles Cook. I mean, because – and this is a Dayton team – that at times has not has not started out well at times this year. Look at the game. Look at Nebraska. Look at uh, the last road game that we did. Not really a road game, but it was kind of a, kind of a road game against Northwestern. Didn't start off well. So that's kind of why that you didn't. And I I meant tonight. I did not have a good feeling about this. Um, but you know what? You just you can't underestimate this team. Just when you underestimate this team, they surprise the heck out of you, and that's what they did tonight. Very impressed. Four five seven twelve ninety is the telephone numbers. We're going to go back to the phones. Joe, welcome to Flyer Feedback. What's on your mind, Joe? Uh, you guys were talking about the uh, blowout by rodeo over St. Joe's. Uh, I I don't know if I read it in the paper this morning or I saw a tweet, uh, but the leading scorer for St. Joe's. Uh, was not in the game because he uh, tore an ACL, and uh, so I think he was uh, not playing tonight at all. So Correct. Yeah, Newkirk's done for the year, but I mean, still, that's to to go to. Well, it was a home game, but still, you beat the you beat the stuffing out of St. Joe's even without Newkirk. That's a. That's an impressive win for Rody, and what's a rivalry game for them? Yeah, you are correct. Newkirk is done for the year. Tore his uh, right. That's right. Tore up a ligament in his knee a couple nights ago, and that's that's a big blow for the Hawks. Yeah, and they, and they were, and I think Benbury's already gone from that team. I think correct also NBA draft. Too. Right. All the more better for the Flyers. Hey, that's, that's right, right, Joe. That's right, Joe. <laughs> no complaints here. Yes, sir. Bye. All right. Hey, thanks for the call. Thanks, Joe. Joe checking in on flyer feedback. That's right. Yeah, big blow for the Hawks, but uh, it is. Sorry, we're not sorry. Well, to Phil Martelli, <laughs> who, of course, as we know, invented the game of basketball. Yes, he, well, that stupid hawk. <laughs> I hate that bird. <laughs> oh, do you dislike that hawk more, or do you dislike the Xavier m- m- mascot that uh, blew the hawk? <laughs> Hawk. There's a, there's a story that I reference most years when we talk about oh, St. Joe's. There is a story by my great friend, my good pal, Jim Gazali from UD. He mm-hmm. has a great story about the yeah. St. Joe's Hawk that is not fit for air, but <laughs> you ever run into Jimbo over at Milano's or something yeah. in Flannies after the game, ask yeah. him about his St. Joe's Hawk wedding story. It's a good one. I imagine it's it is. It's a good one. I imagine it is. So. <laughs> oh, my God. But hey, good one tonight. It is. Flyers 16 it points is. better than the St. Bonnet. Adventure Bonnies. The Dayton Flyers are now 11 and 3 overall. They are 2 and 0 in this very young A10 slate. John Bedell, John Tisdale here with you live for Flyer Feedback, the home stretch of it on the other side, right here on the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Casano's Pizza has been Dayton's favorite hometown pizza for over 60 years. Please welcome back Casano's fans in the stands. UD Flyer basketball pregame show hosted at our Brown Street store. Make it your pregame or postgame stop for every home game. Just say King Me when you order an extra-large deluxe pizza at regular menu price and receive a free medium pepperoni pizza. Call 294-KING or visit 294king.com to order now. Go Flyers! 
Hey, this is Reba McIntyre, and I wanted to take a moment to talk to you about a serious problem right here in our own backyard. Did you know that there are nearly 16 million kids struggling with hunger in America? That's one out of every five precious children in this country who might not get to eat dinner tonight. But hope is just around the bend because there's enough healthy, nutritious food produced in this country to put a smile on the face of every last hungry kid. And that's when the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks steps into the picture. They collect surplus food, engaging their communities in solving hunger and giving hope to the hungry kids and their families. But they need your help. So join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Much colder air set to move in as we head through the night. Temperatures will drop some 20 to 30 degrees. I'm Chief Meteorologist Eric Elwell on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, Flyer fans, what's good? Archie Miller and company were tonight 16 points better than Mark Schmidt and his St. Bonaventure Bonnie's 90-74. The Dayton Flyers are winner for the 11th time this season. They're now 2-0 in A-10 play as they got a matchup with equally unbeaten in conference play. Mm-hmm. Rhode Island Rams. Rhodey coming into town on Saturday. Uh, Tiz, one of the Hurley boys and his, his Rhodey Rams coming in here. Yep. And uh, that is going to be a really oh, that good is. game Friday night at that 7 is. over at the arena. Rhode Island's good, folks. I mean, look, E.C. Matthews, he's healthy. Jarrett uh, Jer- Jer- Terrell, he had, what, 24 points? I think I saw in the yeah. stats earlier tonight. They, I think it was like 12 or 14 trays tonight. Uh, they were just absolutely unconscious in their blowout win over St. Joe's. And St. Joe's uh, without DeAndre Bembry, uh, new Kirk out for the year. So uh, St. Joe's a little bit down. So Dayton's got their work cut out this is going to be a tough ball game uh rhode island really hadn't been tested though in conference play two blowout wins st louis rebuilding and st joseph's maybe a down you look like like it's probably going to be a down year for them uh we're going to see what happened but if you're going to ask me what's the most impressive win come on dayton going on the road and only in new york winning by 16 i think that's the more impressive win you knew that roadie was going to find a way to win at st joseph's and hassan martin's one of those guys where it's like god he still has eligibility i know he left graduate already but then again i think a lot of teams are feeling scoots is still there pilots yeah i got one of those tweets yeah from a xavier fan (laughs) boo yeah trying to troll me on twitter Mm -hmm. come on i'm smarter than that yeah nice try uh just talking about scooch but yeah it's good to have some of those guys instead of i know looking at them all the time exactly right kind of nice kind of nice when it's on our side a little bit for once right (laughs) four five seven twelve ninety is the telephone number we go now to the phones tom and kettering friend of show and also native of somewhere near only in new york right tom jamestown yes yeah james james jamestown new york uh 50 miles to the west of uh, of Olean. and I mean you know that's that's always a tough place to play. We won last year with a big lead and and uh, uh, hung on, but uh, tonight uh, we just uh, actually increased it. I think as uh, um, you know as we went along, and and uh, I mean you, you know you can you can look. I mean they you know Pollard Pollard was big. Pollard's hitting three point shots. That's yeah, he was three, <laughs> three of good three night. tonight. It's good night when Kenneth Pollard's hitting some threes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
you know it's a good night when that happens. And he and he and he, and he shot free throws. You know he's shooting free yeah. throws too. So uh, uh, that's good. They shot free throws a lot better tonight. Um, and uh, uh, you know it was just uh, it's just it's always you know uh, I always quote uh, Bob Knight who said the hardest thing to do college sports is uh, win a conference game on the road. Absolutely. And uh, that certainly, uh, they certainly did that tonight and uh, everybody contributed. You know, everybody contributed. So um, some some a little more than others, but uh, they were all solid. They were all solid. So I think, you know, I, I have given, I, I, I was with you, I thought without Charles Cook this would be a major struggle uh, uh, tonight. But uh, um, I've kind of, you know, uh, Gotten so I don't second guess Archie anymore. Um, he's uh, he's uh, certainly the best that I've ever seen. He's a heck of a coach, Tom. But we, we talk about this a lot. I, it's almost like you know he thrives on adversity. He's had it seems like nothing but, and they just he yeah. keeps pulling a rabbit out of the hat. I don't know how he does it, you but know, and, uh, he does. You lose your you lose your biggest scorer, um, and the guy's sitting on the bench with the other guy you lost, and and uh, um, so. Archie says, well, we have no excuses, so we got to win this one. So he, he goes out and does it. So mm-hmm. uh, pretty, uh, pretty amazing situation. But, uh, um, you know, now we got another real tough one on, uh, on Friday. So uh, uh, we'll, see what, uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, the good news is they got to travel this time, you know. So, That's right. Um, we'll, we'll, uh, of course, we got to travel back from Olean, and hopefully it's not snowing tonight and they can leave. So... Uh, yeah, it's tough that he got a campus with a horse-drawn carriage when it's snowing. <laughs> in, right? Guys, have a good night. You hey, too, thanks, Tom. Tom. Thanks Take very much. All. Appreciate it. <laughs> Although I saw a picture David Jablonski posted, the snow was melting. It was like in the 40s. So yeah, it was that's a, that's, that's, that's that a heat wave. Is, that's a heat wave for that part that is, of the country. That is downright tropical in Olean, I know, New York. I know. Uh, in the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, and Tiz, you know, when they can go to on the road like that, and like Tom says, when the road game, my God. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, I've talked about it before. Look up, uh, it's a Wall Street Journal article from a few years back. It was 08, so it's been quite a few years now. But mm-hmm. great article, and I'd like to go back and compare the stats, but they're so comprehensive, it'd be hard to compile them yourself. But it's called The Hardest Place to Win in Sports, and it was a column that was in the Wall Street Journal. And tis they took road winning percentages from all kinds of professional and amateur sports leagues around the world. We're talking NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, Mm. uh, the NFL, Australian Rules Football, Premier League. I mean, mean, you're talking any kind of sports league you can think of in the world. And for whatever reason, the winning percentage in college basketball was lower than all of those. That's amazing. I mean, you're really hard-pressed to find another sports league, if you want to consider the NCAA league, that, that to find a higher or lower road winning percentage than division one men's college basketball that's amazing that's an amazing stat so i encourage you to look at it like i said it's a little it's it's a little old it's from 08 but it's yeah. called the hardest place to win in sports and it's a great column uh in the wall street journal looking at why in the heck it's so hard for college basketball teams men's teams to win on the road yeah so tis because of that i mean and like tom said it's just it's always it's just to survive in advance on the road, and mm-hmm. it's just it's always nice. I don't think the committee cares about them as much as they, they used to. Right. But when you survive on the road, because it's always good when you can come back from a road Absolutely. trip with a win. Listen, we've said this so many times on this show. Road wins are golden in college yeah. basketball. They're just, they are so huge. And I'll throw something out as well. This is something that uh, Doug Hostile provided us. Um, and since February of 2014, when the run started for the Elite Eight, Dayton's 52-15 and 15 
in the Atlantic 10. How about this other stat? Flyers have won 37 of their last 47 8-10 regular season games. That is getting it done, Flyer fans, in conference play. This was something that was a big bugaboo um, for the Dayton Flyer basketball program for many, many years. Hugely. That is not the case. Hugely. That is something that's just changed so much. And not only with this win, John, yeah. Dayton getting props nationally. John Rodstein from CBS that you and I both follow uh, tweeted this. Dayton beat St. Bonaventure by 16 and only without Charles Cook. That program, that's a program caliber win by Archie Miller and the Flyers put up 90. That is, so Dayton not only getting uh, love from us, uh, but certainly getting that res- respect on Twitter. Uh, Eric Spina, the school president, terrific road win by Dayton basketball despite injuries and a tough spot to play. Congrats to uh, Archie Miller and the team. Eric Spina got a got a wear red, be loud, and uh, go Flyers, go America out of him the other night on Twitter. That was great, uh, especially the latter half. The go Flyers, go America. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, that's Archie's really flipped the script, and that that bugaboo for the program is no more. Absolutely, they, uh, absolutely. Go on the road again and win in conference again under Archie Miller. That's going to do it for us tonight, Flyers fans. One more time, Dayton a winner, ninety to 74, 16 points better than St. Bonaventure. Our next game is Friday against Rhode Island. Our coverage starts with the Bud Light pregame show live. Casano's on Brown Street at six, and then Larry and Bucky have the call live from UD Arena at seven. We will see you on the radio Friday night, Flyer fans. Until then, I'm John Tisdale. And I'm John Bedell, and we're saying thanks for listening, everybody. Go go Flyers. Flyers.